welcome everybody to our bonus episode of the Small Council Radio, where our opinions don't matter and everything else is made up. So, uh, tonight we're going to, I guess it's not tonight, uh, we're doing this during the day, um, we're going to be finishing up Baratheons. Um, if you read uh, kind of the little tidbit I put on there, um, you know, we just, we didn't want to take up another Tuesday show to talk about this. Uh, so we figured we'd do a bonus episode for you guys to kind of wrap it all up. Uh, this show should be a relatively uh, shorter one because we have a fairly small list of things to, you know, finish up on. Uh, but we felt they were among some of the more important uh, Baratheon topics to go over. So, uh yeah, um, this you know, with this show we do it live, so that you guys can call in. So definitely call in if uh, you're listening. Uh, if you're listening to a recording, uh, which you can find on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and the Blog Talk Radio site. Um, but if you're if you are listening live, uh, there should be a call-in number. So definitely uh, check that out and call in either give your two cents on whatever we're talking about ask us a question or you know if uh if it's kind of off topic uh try to call in more towards i guess like the end of the show um if you can but if not that's fine i know uh not everyone's free for the entirety of the show um tonight we have with us uh all of our hosts we have uh brett jose chris and justin um so uh, also, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the uh, Tabletop Simulator. I'm going to let uh, Brett and Chris kind of take it away uh, real quick, and then we'll probably talk about it again right at the end. Uh, so, Brett, uh, tell us a little about uh, the Tabletop Simulator. So, it's a little bit clunky at first. Um it's not exactly the same as having your opponent in front of you. It takes a little bit to learn. If you're not super familiar with a computer, you might have a little bit of a learning curve, but honestly, it's really, really good. Um, with all of those things considered, it's really, really good. Um, even if we weren't in the middle of this uh, social isolation, social distancing, and the inability to go to the local game store, I would still like it. So you can have some of those matches with opponents you would never, ever, ever have a chance to play because all you guys have to do is get yourself free for a couple, two or three hours, and then you can sit down and play any time. Uh, you don't have to drive five or six hours to play someone. Um, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, your pivots are always perfect. Uh, your distances are always measured very accurately, so it takes a lot of things out of the question. Um, but... You know, obviously it has some downsides, a little bit slower, a little bit clunky, takes a little bit to get used to, but I'm honestly going to say uh, it's easily a, a, a 9 out of 10 for what it is. Definitely worth getting, definitely worth playing. Awesome. What about you, Chris? Yeah, so far, I mean, a lot of my questions I went to Brett to answer since he was a little more experienced than me. But so far, Justin found a way to be able to like, save units and stuff so you're not constantly dragging them from the side to fill up your trays and whatnot. So 
if you go to our page, I posted a lot of the links of where to go to download it, where to get the files. There's one other file that I'm still trying to find the link to. I think it's in the Discord somewhere. But once I find that, I'm going to put that on the page as well. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely uh, try it out. You know, it's you can find it through Steam. Uh, and like Chris was saying, you can uh, he posts like the links on how to get like all the different things uh, that you need to get. So definitely try it out, especially you know while we're kind of cooped up uh, and all of our game stores are closed up at the moment. Moment, um, it's definitely a nice alternative. And even you know even when the stores open back up, it's still nice uh, on those days that you can't make it out or you know, maybe some uh, players over the internet that you might never meet uh, in person or that you only can meet at, like, the conventions. Um, it's definitely a nice uh, alternative. Uh, also, keep in mind, we do uh, uh, giveaways at every 100 uh, like mark. So we just hit uh, 400 not too long ago. At the 500,000 uh, likes mark, uh, we're going to give away a Stark or Lannister starter half of your choice. If by chance you don't want either of those, uh, we will substitute uh, for two unit boxes of your choice uh, from what we have available. And then we'll also do an additional giveaway of one unit box to someone. Uh, and that'll be chosen random from everyone who's liked the show. Uh, so definitely share it out and get the word out there. I think we're only about 60 likes away or so uh, to hit the 500 mark. So just keep that in mind. Um, so uh, first up, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Brienne. Um, because, uh, Justin, you're more of the Renly side of things, I'm going to let you kind of take it away with this one. Okay, so Brienne the Blue, zero points, and she's basically a countercharge free counterattack that's at plus two dice uh if it's Renly's unit that was attacked and that there's if you ever have Renly you have zero reason not to bring her unless it just so happens that you have an attachment in every single unit which isn't usually the case I mean sometimes yeah it'll happen but even if you do have an attachment in every unit if you can figure it out to switch points around her I mean she would make like a good like two attachment I think it's an amazing attack uh even like something like I don't know, Sentinels, you know, get a free charge or free attack, 10 attacks hitting on threes with Sundering. And while I don't think Sentinels are awful, I think they're the weaker link in the army right now. It would make them a fantastic six-point unit just waiting to protect Renly. It's pretty great. Renly's usually sitting on some kind of an objective anyways. Uh, and as far as I can tell, it, it well, obviously it works for either of Renly's uh, commander options. Obviously, hat maketh man, so I'm always going to use that model. Uh, but I think she's absolutely fantastic, and a zero point attachment is really weird. Does that make it? Does that save you a point if you put her in Stormcrows? I don't. I don't think that's how that would work. It'd be pretty. Cool I don't think so though. either. But I would be very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the question would be whether or not you're able to go to negative points. I don't think so. But yeah. You know. I think we should just you know say it's good and do it. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thought, actually. So, I mean, there's not anything in the rule book that prevents it. So, I, I think common sense tells you that's not how it works. <laughs> I would agree. Time, 
they make appointments, they make attachments cost one point less, and she costs zero points, so one point less is negative one. It's very interesting point there, Justin. Uh, I'm sure that they I'm sure would we would not allow that. Face for even asking, like we would get. I'm asking that anyway. question. <laughs> I completely agree. Common sense would say, but uh, I'm gonna go without common sense today. It's Saturday. Well, it, it um, uh, refresh me really quickly. Does she uh, does she mandate a melee attack targeting the attacker, or is it? Each time Renly's unit is attacked after the attack uh-huh. has been completed. So it is against a ranged attack as well. No, no. Uh, oh, okay. So this unit may make one free attack or charge action. This attack, so okay, it does not so specify then, melee. Okay, so your question's not really that dumb of a question because there's there's reason that she could go in a unit of Stormcrow archers. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the common sense, again, says no, but it would be very, very interesting if it did work as you described but i'm i'm gonna still lean towards no but that said we can we can move on uh, well i think it's a really good point that you mentioned the archer thing because the range attack uh that she's so versatile now can you imagine like putting her in bastards girls you get a free attack and a free charge because of their order yeah so, that's really rude i mean i'm gonna do it <laughs> i love bastards yeah, that... girls i think she's gonna be an incredibly she's gonna be like a, a centerpiece almost every time just I mean, she's free. It's not like she makes the unit any more expensive she's in, so it can still do its normal stuff. Yeah, it's actually really interesting. A free attachment is going to make a unit become like the unit that like, you have to go for that unit almost. So, mm-hmm. it's, uh, Which could put someone in a bind as well. Yeah, wasting your Walder Frey on a, on a free attachment. Interesting. <laughs> going to have to. <laughs> well... One thing to keep in mind, if you are already running uh, Renly uh, loyalty, but you're not running Renly himself, uh, you can throw her in your army just to make your army look a little prettier. Uh, I have done that with a couple <laughs> lists where I have her in a unit, but I have no Renly, so she doesn't do anything. But the unit didn't have an attachment anyways, so I just was like, yeah, why not? You know, I it's guess fashion, technically man. could save you. It could save you from, like, a Jack and Hagar, you know, because then you could place Jack in as the second model in the unit. Uh, and then if, you know, in that one, you know, obviously not, like, one in a million, but it's a it's a pretty uh, rare shot that you'll be able to kill off Jack and without the unit dying and then Jack and not triggering. Um, I'm correct, right, that he's... Uh, he, it's when the unit dies, right? So if he dies before the unit dies, it doesn't trigger. Yeah, you're unlike right. uh, unlike Joffrey, who will trigger no matter what. Remind me with yep, Joffrey right. though. Um, do you get to choose what unit it goes in, or does the guy who owns it? So, which player gets to choose who he goes in? Uh, the owner of the model gets to choose which unit, but the owner of the unit gets to pick the order. So, if I were a Stark player, I would be sure never to put him in a unit with Brienne. Or in another attachment, I guess, right? <laughs> Off topic, yeah. but... But if they all have attachments, then you're kind of SOL. Uh, True. But then, uh, also keep in mind, you definitely don't want to put them in a unit 
that has two attachments, like Rickon and Osha, because now he's going to be the third model, uh, and that's that increases the chances that he dies before the unit dies a lot more. Um, what else? There's one other. Oh, Ramsey and Reek. Uh, again, you don't want to put Jacken in that unit either. Otherwise, they can make him the third uh, model again. Or Until any Reek unit with himself, a skin. Yeah. Or any unit with a skin changer um, and another attachment. Again, like just avoid attachments altogether with Jacken, but if you have to, definitely don't put them in one with more than one attachment. But um, So, but yeah, I, I put Buran in units, uh, you know, just for the heck of it, because why not, you know, I feel like there's no downside to having an attachment that I can think of uh, that does Except nothing. Except taking up and the attachment slot if you needed it, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I just mean, like, yeah, if you have a unit without uh, anything in it and you don't plan to put anything in it, uh, having an attachment that does nothing is actually a little more beneficial than just not having it in, like, you know, very rare scenarios, like I was mentioning with Jackin, but... Um, Renly's uh, tactics card. I feel like... What do you mean? I, I mean... Oh, well, I'm seeing if you're not running Renly, because he'll... Uh, Bran will obviously oh, right, do something right. if you have Renly. Well, even better with Hidden Affairs, but yeah. Sorry, Jose, what were you saying? <laughs> no, not, I mean, I was going to say that I feel that um, they probably should have put... You can't put her in unless you're running Renly. I mean, not that it's a big deal, but I feel like, like when I add that, you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they just so, want people to play fashionly. <laughs> Look so pretty. do you guys feel that she's worth zero points? Um, or do you think uh, she's like a strong one-point attachment? Um, I think maybe one point. Uh, I think she's a very strong one-point attachment. I wouldn't be super I'm not gonna I'm um, I'm gonna say it I would probably still in some circumstances, if not a lot of circumstances, potentially pay two points for her if I had to. So no yeah, when you compare when you compare him or when you compare Bran to uh Summer who has Bran's printer, which is the same exact wording with the exception of the name, uh and Summer is a, you know, you get Summer after taking Hodor for two points, and Summer, a lot of people will just say, is essentially free. Uh, I mean, because that's what's on its unit card. But even if you were to say Summer is one point, um, the only disadvantage I think Brienne has is that it's a lot more, you're able to maneuver and get uh, the free charge or attack with Summer, I feel like, uh, because you'll be able to double up. Um, on a unit much easier with that free activation. Uh, whereas if you are out activated, it's going to be tough to get that um, charge or uh, uh, charge or free attack in because you'd have to has to target whoever just attacked Renly. Uh, and if they decided to like align full, um, it's going to make it even more tough. I think it's actually, now that you mention it, fairly comparable because, um, yeah, she doesn't dish out, give your opponent a victory point, which is a negative side to the wolf, 
but he's also an additional activation period in the army, which we all know has extreme benefits to it. Yeah, he's a lot more susceptible to dying, um, but I think maybe not completely comparable, but I think they're close. I think I think I'm yeah. Like I, the point. She's uh she's similar to you know you take Renly you get Brienne. Uh, Brienne is Renly's dog. It's, it's not rough, too much rough. different from choosing Rob as commander and getting Greywind for free, or choosing Jon Snow as commander and getting Ghost for free. So, I mean, I'm I'm mostly okay with it, but I also play those two commanders, so I, I kind of get it on that level. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm cool with it. I don't I don't, have, I don't have a problem with her being zero, but I could see her being worth at least a point, though, if that makes sense. But at, at the way she is right now, I don't think I have a big issue with it or anything. Agreed. I'm in the same boat that I think, uh, you know, her being zero points, I don't have an issue with. Uh, I just, I think her value is at a very strong one point. Uh, so she's an obvious uh, auto-take if you're running Runly. Uh, and then if you have the open slot and you're just all Renly loyalty, again, no reason not to just kind of slap her in the list and, you know, just have that extra uh, attachment filled in there. Um, yeah. Um, we can move on uh, to next. We're going to talk about Marjorie. Uh, so Marjorie, NCU, uh, loyalty, Renly, four points when she claims a spot uh, can either deal one auto wound to an infantry unit or heal one wound to an infantry unit. Uh, I have to say, I've heard other people say otherwise, I really don't like her, um, in my opinion, at four points. Even if she's not replacing the zone, it just, I mean, you compare her to just about any other healing uh, NCU. Granted, she does have the flexibility of dealing auto wounds, but I don't know. Uh, what do you think, uh, Jose? Um, I think she's worth three points, in my opinion, for what she does. Um, I mean, I don't know. Some of these NCUs that are four points, it's like sometimes I, I don't know. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with them being four, and she's definitely one of them. Um, I mean. I don't know. I, I mean, I just don't think she brings enough to, for her value, basically, in a nutshell. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Justin? Uh, so I'm in the same boat as as Jose, and I really wanted her to be good. I never thought I'd be on the the High Garden train because I actually despise like the lore behind High Garden. I think they're a bunch of ninnies, but I really like the Rose Knights. <laughs> and while I think that she has the value of a three-point NCU, I am almost certain the reason that she's four is, and it seems like almost everything in the Renly army like builds around Rose Knights, just helping them do their job better. Um, and that's why, because when you take, if your Rose Knights are hurt, or even if they're not, you got four wounds on them, you take the bag spot, you're healing your Rose Knights four wounds, and you're dishing out two auto wounds to something they're engaged with. So I think that single thing, and two auto wounds, while it's only a sixth of a unit, two auto wounds can go a long way just for taking for activating a an NCU, you know? And I think that's the biggest yeah. reason that it's like that. Yeah, I mean, that sort of makes sense. Uh, it just... it. I feel like um, that 
that was uh, kind of a thought I had, but the thing that kind of got me out of that mentality of the combo you just said was Amon. So Amon, a lot of people oh, I agree. just think, yeah, a lot of people think, oh, man, Amon's healing six. No, Amon's only healing three. You have to factor that any other NCU that doesn't replace the spot would also take that three. So any other NCU would be able to get half of that combo in plus whatever their other effect is. Uh, so uh, that's why I kind of reverted after thinking about it for a while. Um, so well, I, she's still I've getting three wounds of value when she activates with Rose Knights every time. Uh, well, if you're engaged, because she'll do the two wounds to them and then the heal one wound. So you're still getting three wounds, just in a different manner. Well, any other NCU is still going to deal that one auto wound, though. True. So I so got two wounds. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what I mean, though. Like, uh, two wounds for it to only work with one unit for now uh who knows there might be something else that she works with but obviously we're just we're going based off what we have at the moment um sure, i don't sure. know i don't think she's the i don't think she's the worst four point ncu to ever exist but i feel like she's just a tad too weak to be in the four point category i do agree like i said i i was just trying to justify the point cost i would feel a lot better if she was three when i first saw her when it got leaked last week or whatever uh we didn't see the point cost i was like oh she's obviously a three-point ncu like that's a no-brainer but no she wasn't well maybe she maybe if she had like uh an ability sort of like shira and maybe she did like deal two auto wounds or heal two wounds based on taking one of two spots that way she's limited uh, so she, because healing two wounds or dealing two auto wounds uh, is very strong, but it would be um, uh, you'd be able to counter it in a in a manner by making her have to take two certain spots. I don't know what spots they'd be. I'm just saying, because like with Shira, it's like oh man, I don't want her passing out extra tokens, or I don't want her healing extra tokens. Well, in that case, you know exactly what spot you have to cover up. Uh, I think if maybe she healed two wounds and dealt two auto wounds, uh, that's really strong. But you'd have if you're able to go first, you can block whatever one you don't want to happen, either the healing or the uh, auto wounds. But I don't know. That's just kind of off the top of my head, kind of a thing I, I was thinking about. But yeah, I haven't thrown her in a list yet. I've made a bunch but I just can't bring myself to run her over some of the other options they got. Like Tycho? Yeah, Tycho for that healing, because, I mean, you're looking at, uh, you know, she's probably only going to heal four wounds in the entire game, uh, five maybe, because yeah, you're probably not going to need to heal first. Yeah, you're probably not going to heal. need to heal first turn. And then it's whether or not the game goes to five or six rounds and whether or not well, you take any wounds second round. She'll dish out a wound in the first round, though. Oh, yeah, I suppose. So she will get at least six, five or six uh, rounds of doing something, I suppose. But I guess I just look at it as, you know, you compare it to just like Tycho, who has that, you know, who heals five and can swing things, like, in an instant, you know, whereas a trickle effect of, like, one wound isn't 
as big of a deal unless you're combining it with the Rose Knights. Uh, so, I think they're definitely putting a lot of value on her being able to dish out or healing a wound, so they put like a whole point worth of value in that, which I don't think is quite appropriate, but we could be missing part of the picture. No, yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I think it's the versatility. Mr. Jose. Oh, go ahead, Jose. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, you're good. I was going to say just, um, yeah, this is all, you know, just on paper essentially, right? I mean, you know, who knows when we start playing if things will change. But, yeah, this is, this is I, you know, we'll see what happens, I guess. I do know, uh, just with Walder, who obviously, like, his auto wound is very good, but that's not why you're paying five points for him. You're definitely paying five points to shut a unit off. I think, like, I've had, I don't know, I've had a ton of times where I just use him to kill off a unit instead of attacking. So maybe that in and of <laughs> itself is just worth so much. Yeah, and maybe they're valuing the fact that uh, it not only gives a Renly force the extra little bit of healing, but also gives them some of the auto wounds, which they don't have a ton of. They have some, but they don't have like, a ton of it like Stannis can dish out. So maybe they're valuing like something that they don't have a lot of as you know more because you're giving a faction or like a sub faction something that they're sort of lacking in. Maybe. But what do you think, Brett? I know this is all kind of just uh, like you know off the top of our head what we're kind of thinking, but. No, I think she's I think she's good for four. I initially also thought that she was going to be three, but after um, I've actually had the pleasure of playing against uh, Marjorie and the Rose Knights twice now, and uh, yeah, I think if she was three points, people would probably be a little bit upset because it definitely is more effective than what you what you think it's going to be. And then uh, you know, like Justin said, if you if you pair her up with Walder. I know that's a nine-point in NCUs, but um, and I know she can't target wolves, but you can Walder and Marjorie a unit and stick two wounds on them round one, and uh, you know as you as you start to wear them down and a unit's almost dead, they can almost do as many wounds as other armies can heal in one round. So I think uh, I think the auto wound is pretty nasty, and then when you compare it, then when then when you pair it with the Rose Knight's ability, yeah, I mean I think it. Yeah, you could do three auto wounds. wounds. Yeah, it's a two wound swing, so it has to. Uh, I think it had to go that way, and and I think she's justifiable at four points. I think she'll still be used in conjunction with Rose Knights, and perhaps maybe even just on her own. But Baratheons are starting to suffer from a Lannister slash Night's Watch uh, dilemma, where they have so many NCUs that are so good, it's going to be really difficult to choose who you bring. Well, yeah, especially when you have uh, each sub-faction has one uh, five-point option. It really, uh, you know, makes it even tougher. Uh, I noticed while making my list that um, Stannis has one more NCU than Runley, which I thought was interesting. I thought they would have... Because he's got a commander kind of... that... Sorry, go ahead. No, they both have uh, an NCU commander. Uh, well, the commander NCU for Stannis is also an NCU, right? Oh, no, they both are. You're right. Uh, yeah, so they both have an NCU commander. They both have a five-point NCU, and they both have a three-point NCU. 
and then Stannis just has two four points, and uh, Renly only has one four point. Uh, and this is not counting the the universal ones; this is just counting the loyalty specific. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. I thought they would have kept everything like even across the board, essentially. But I just noticed while I was making my Renly list that I had less options, and I thought it was strange. But um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh, in a nutshell, Marjorie uh, is one of those on paper I definitely don't really like uh, for four points, but. Um, I know, Brett, you said you played against it, um, so it's definitely something I'm going to have to consider throwing in a list and just trying it out a bunch of times before I make a final decision uh, on her. But uh, Runley is kind of the the loyalty I like the least of the two, so it might be a while before I get to that point. Just uh, so many new things in the, uni- uh, in the hero boxes to try to test out. Trade um, Next <laughs> next up, we have uh, one that we have keep missing and we should have talked about in the very first show, and we just kind of, like, talked about her for, like, 10 seconds before the show uh, ended on us because we talked for so long, is uh, Mel. Uh, she is five points and uh, loyalty Stannis, and in my opinion, the probably the strongest NCU in the game. Uh, she is just ridiculously good, I think. Uh, if you're, you know, if you take, uh, you know, she is, uh, when she activates, so she can't be, uh, Varys, and you can't, uh, Walder her, uh, or not Walder, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, um, you can't, like, do something like Olena, unless you're going to Olena first. Uh, you were looking for because subterfuge. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like you, it's because she's uh, she's not like an uh, influence or anything. She just simply does her effect when she activates, so she gets away with a lot of the timing triggers. So keep that in mind. Uh, like a lot of the because you have priority because you're activating her, uh, any of your opponent's effects that trigger when they activate aren't going to be able to go off because her effect will have been over and done with. Uh, now, you could still Varus the spot she wants to take, um, but you will not be able to Varus her, and if I'm correct right, you can't use Intrigue of Subterfuge either because it's when they activate. Uh, so yeah, she'll you're... have gone off. Uh, so her effect is uh, to... Um, a unit of your, ch- an enemy unit of your choice has to take a panic test, and then uh, they will take, uh, and then you can kill up to three models from one of your own units. For every model you kill, uh, your opponent has to take a morale, take that morale test, uh, sorry, panic test at minus per the number that you did. So if you kill three models off. They're taking a panic test at minus three. And then it's also additional wounds uh, to the failed panic test for everyone they failed by. So it's normally D3 plus one for a failed panic test. Uh, In the case, if you take three guys off your unit, it's D3 plus four. 
so upwards uh, as low as five, upwards of seven dead off of just her activating. Uh, Worse than Thursday Prime. Yeah, the other nasty part, if you can combine her with, uh, it's a, it's a hefty uh, investment, but if you can combine her with Ramsey uh, attachment and have cut him down, that's upwards of nine wounds just dead. <laughs> so uh, she's super nasty, especially if you then uh, take the mail, um, or sorry, the money bag uh, with your... Uh, claim on the tactics board, you can heal those three wounds right back that you dealt to the unit. Um, another thing to keep in mind, uh, if you decide to run like flares, uh, one thing I absolutely love running uh, flares in is the Relore Faithful, which we'll get to, uh, because it for every failed uh, panic test, they heal two wounds. So if you mel a unit that they're engaged with, uh, they're going to fail a panic and then they're gonna, your guys are going to heal two wounds. Uh, also, uh, she could, if you don't need to heal the wounds back, she could take the uh, crown to double zap something if you're confident that the minus one will uh, be enough to make them fail twice. So, and then you could heal four wounds. Am I, yeah, exactly. You heal four wounds, or if you had cut them down, I mean, that's essentially like a dead unit. Uh, if you melt and then crown and they fail both, because then that's 2d3 plus, uh, what, 5 plus 4. Because you have plus 2 from each cut them down, 2d3s, plus 1, plus 4. All, I mean, what, that's uh, 4, 9. So essentially 9 plus 2d3. So a minimum of 11, a maximum of a dead unit, no matter who you are, as of right now. Uh, especially a uh, a giant. You know, giants now with their four-up morale rather than the three that they used to have, Mel on one of them, uh, on average, one dies. Uh, I mean, their morale is going to be a seven, uh, but if they're if you can catch one next to a corpse pile and it's an eight, on average they fail, and then on average they just auto die with their six wounds. Get so, a panic token on them too. You're like almost guaranteed to kill them. Oh yeah. So one of my uh, not my favorite list just uh, because Stannis uh, the starter Stannis and Bastard Girls is still like my number hold, one hold uh, up, unit. Up, I love up, you. That giant can't ever take more than two wounds from a panic right. test, including attacks. Oh, you're right. But they can't they can't go up to six. They'll only take two even from her. Now she's a good way to start wearing them down. But yeah, even even her special effect causing three additional wounds, it won't it won't affect them. I wonder if she's I wonder if Y'all she's actually nervous. the reason they did that. <laughs> I wonder if, like, she I, was I, the I deciding factor. She, yeah, I think she probably was. Uh, that and cut them down. Um, I think I think people being so afraid to bring giants because of um, how easily they were just blowing up from panic tests, I think, I think that's why they did it. Um, you know, her considered, cut them down considered, and then just even the, even the D3 plus one wounds um, when Flayed Men were their 1.5 version they would just blow them up on the charge. All you had to do was get yeah. you know, a wound in there 
and they would just die because of the panic token. So, yeah, I think all of those yeah. are considered. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you're definitely right. I think Mel was just, like, the deciding factor, like, the, you know, the fact that she could nuke a giant in one go, it was probably a deciding factor of why they probably got that ability. Um, that, and like you are saying, uh, you know, there was other factors, uh, like, you know, not wanting your seven-point investment to just be nuked on one bad panic test. Um, but, uh, yeah, good catch. Um but still, uh, even with that said, she is easily, I think, the most powerful MCU uh, at the moment. What do you think, Jose? Uh, yeah, I would agree. Um, she's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, and I, I mean, there's like not really. I mean, the only negative to her was five points, but I think she's worth about being five points. Um, I think if it should be anything less, it'd be underpriced, personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm excited to use her. Uh, you know, I, and then especially with the, with the breath hands, they can um, they can like if you just like take the wounds on like wardens or something, they can soak it up pretty well. So, you know, or even stagnites and then just get, make them stronger. Or you know, I don't know. I think I think she's totally worth it. I think she works really well with the Baratheon army, and the Baratheon army as a whole uh, for like Stannis. It's funny that I feel that they're kind of like leaning towards like a almost like a Lannister feel, sort of, which is kind of interesting. Yep. She's like a... She's yeah, like, she's especially like a with, like, up, the face like a, mechanic. Yeah, she's like a souped-up Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, uh, what I was going to say before uh, Brett so rudely interrupted me with his facts. Um, so, uh, one thing, uh, one list I made that I can't wait to try out is uh, Roos, NCU commander, um, and then you run uh, Axel, three-point uh, NCU, and you run Mel, five-point NCU, so you are you got three NCUs for eight points, and in order to uh, trigger uh, not only Axel, because if you put Roos out there and you throw out two panics, not only will you be able to then uh, Mel, one of the two units that you use a panic on, you'll then be able to axle uh, the other of the two because when they activate, you could expend it to do the two auto wounds. Um, so definitely that little combo right there. And then the rest of the list is just uh, Sentinels and uh, Wardens with no attachments so that I can have uh, six uh, combat units, so it's nine activations. I uh, definitely can't wait to try that one out just because of how well the NCUs kind of mesh together. Don't forget that you got to use panic tokens for his cards, though. Those are important. Yeah, if you take the mail. I mean, it's a, it's a lot to say to be able to take the mail, be able to throw out the tokens, then do mail and do axle. It's going to take a yeah. bit, but, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be one of those, you know, you might not do all those things every time, but it. It'll mesh well with the ability enough, to. Think, uh, like, when you don't have Roost cards in your hand, yeah, now you have an option for those panic tokens besides just attacking. Yeah, it's definitely great. Yep. Um, and then with the faithful, uh, having like the vicious and whatnot, um, you know, if you wanted to run like a uh, a Roostless with the the faithful having vicious, and then you can splice in some cutthroats, uh, that'll definitely help too. I think. 
because, you know, the faithful, you're going to be spending a bit more points on them. So the cutthroats will be a nice uh, way to have a cheaper unit that still kind of mixes well with, uh, you know, the idea of, like, the panic theme. What about you, Chris? Did you have anything you wanted to add to, I guess, anything that we've talked about so far? No, you guys have done a good job with it so far, but I really do like so far the Red Woman. So I think she's going to leave cool. your free folk, dude. She's going to obliterate my free folk, but no, I will <laughs> not give up on them. I think she can so, do more work than some units. So, oh yeah, definitely. I think. Uh, Unless your opponent uh, rolls really well on those panic tests, she's going to easily kill five points worth of stuff throughout the game. Uh, You know, I would almost even say that, you know, depending on the way testing goes, if she ends up being, like, crazy insane, she could easily be a six-point NCU if she proves to be just nuking things every round. I mean, because you have to think, if if you're hitting, if you're running a force that has bad morale or let's just say like six ups and you're hitting a unit like that every single round for five, six rounds and you're nuking six guys every round. I mean, that's what 30 to 36 wounds in the game. Granted, you know, you're not going to fill every time, but uh, with a, you know, cause you'd need a, a nine, I believe, yeah, so six uh, minus the three wounds. Granted, I guess if you're doing the wounds to yourself, then that kind of negates some of the wounds you're doing to the unit, but I don't know. Uh, One reason why in that list I have six combat units uh, with no attachments is so that I have so many combat units that I can use Mel knowing that I have the wounds to spare. But just keep it that could in mind. Be wise. I think. Uh... Go ahead. It could be wise to uh, build like a really heavy bronze stormtrooper lieutenant list with her too, because uh, that'll incentivize you to take that money every time you activate her. So you're negating the wounds that you do to yourself, and then you're as often as you can also activating all your really powerful attachments. Yep. Uh, next up we have, we're going to talk about uh, the Rose Knights. So let me just pull up their card real quick. All right, so the Rose Knights, this is the Renly-specific uh, loyalty unit. Um, the only <laughs> one uh, we have so far. Uh, and it is a basically a souped-up... Uh, uh, Baratheon Warden. So you still have your four-inch move. You still have your three-up uh, armor. You still have your six-up morale, just like a uh, Warden. The attack profile is a bit beefier. Um, you're hitting on threes instead of fours, and you have eight, five, three. I believe the um, Wardens are seven, five, three, if I'm not mistaken. It's either um, seven, four, three. Seven, seven, five, four. It, oh, yeah, five, I was going to say, I think they're actually seven, five, four. Oh, okay. So they're one better at full, one no, worse no, 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 at no, no. I just, last. I'm sorry. I just checked it. I'm so sorry. It's seven five three. You're right. Okay. So yeah. So uh, they hit one better and have one extra die at full. 
so instead of the wardens having the um the the weekend uh you know being able to toss out a weekend and use it as vulnerable instead of having all that they have each time this unit makes a melee attack before rolling dice it may restore a wound um time this unit passes a morale test it may restore a wound and each time this unit restores wounds one enemy engaged with it uh, suffers one wound so by attacking you're going to restore a wound and dish out a wound by being hit as long as you can pass that six up morale which shouldn't be too bad uh, especially if you're running Renly who has some uh, has that one morale boost card um, they'll restore a wound uh, and then dish out another wound so it uh, definitely has some combo potential, especially like uh, Justin, you were saying earlier with uh, Marjorie. If you wanted to take the mail or the money with her, you could trigger this twice. Um, one thing to keep There's in mind. A lot of potential. Uh, yeah. One thing to keep in mind is you cannot trigger it if you can't heal. At least that's the general census that I've uh, come across. Uh, I agree. So if you're at full wounds, you can't. If you can't heal any wounds, even if you have an effect that heals you, you're not able to uh, then dish out the auto wound. Um, keep in mind, it's any unit engaged. So if you're fighting, you know, uh, a unit and they, you know, they have a wolf in there with you, you could delegate that wound to the wolf or to any, like, solo or anything that's susceptible to auto wounds. You don't have to throw it at the unit that, uh, you know, you're fighting with or that threw the attack at you to make you pass your morale. Poor Jorah. <laughs> As if he what wasn't think, bad uh, already. <laughs> what do you think about this unit, uh, um, Justin? Uh, I hate myself for liking Highgarden, but it's, like, my favorite unit in the game. Um I did test it out a lot when I first saw it. It is absurdly powerful, in my opinion. It does not help the fact that they're really slow, and nothing changes that for a Renly sub-faction. But um, that, you spoke about that healing card that Renly has with a plus two morale, and then you heal up to three or four wounds per every um, per the difference that you pass your morale by. So when you take that panic test, you're going to be, as long as you pass it, you'll be dishing two wounds out and then healing four, or no, I'm sorry, healing up to five wounds, depending on what's going on. Because you're healing twice. You're healing via a card, and you're healing via passing a morale. So then it's two auto wounds back. I think they work exceptionally well with Stagnite Nobles, even though it does make it a very pricey unit. Because then when they get attacked, and you're going to be on average, you know, saving a fair amount. You're not going to be getting one shot generally. I'm not saying it's not possible, but be able to come back. So you take two wounds to attack. Really, you're only taking one wound to attack because you're healing one wound back for attacking. And then when you activate, you heal that second wound back when you attack back again. And it also depends on if you pass your morale. So you could be healing up to three wounds from, like, a single attack and attack back and then dishing out three auto wounds on top of their okay attack profile. It's not the world's greatest attack profile, but it's not the world's worst. It's it's good. They do lose three dice at two ranks down, but that's okay. It's okay. I rolled the dice against like a lot of lot of units in the game, comparable price-wise, and it was like almost always, unless I failed every panic test, which happened a lot, <laughs> um, pretty <laughs> one-sided. But they're also easy to outmaneuver, so... 
Yep. Um, so this was kind of a question we uh, were going over before with a different topic. I wanted to ask you, Britt. So the pres- uh, per- the first ability, per servant, per- I don't even know how you say it. Uh, perseverance. perseverance. That's the word. Perseverance yeah. and valor. Uh, each time this unit makes a melee attack, before rolling dice, it may restore one wound. So uh, we were talking about when you select, uh, you're at whatever, uh, I was under the impression that you're at whatever you are when you select it. So whether or not you go up in wounds or down in wounds uh, to go up or down a rank, or if you lose or gain an ability after you've selected the attack, you have whatever you had when you selected it. So in this case, if that one wound restored a rank, you would not then gain the rank because you've already selected selected the attack by the time you're doing the uh, ability. I would assume that to be correct, and I would go off of uh, uh, Mr. Chanel's interpretation of Mance Raider. So he has indicated that when you begin the attack with three tokens, for example, on a unit from Mance Raider, and they've lost all abilities, then you expend the vulnerable token in the middle of the attack. They don't then immediately gain their abilities back. So it was whatever they were attacking when they attacked stayed the same until the end of the attack. So I would assume that to be the same with what you're saying there. So, yes, I would assume that once you select the attack, if you're down to two ranks, even if you heal and it puts your ninth guy on there, you don't get the extra attack dice. Okay, because I believe the um, question came up with uh, the new Stannis, um, the one true ruler, uh, which is uh, Azor Ahai. Uh, When a friendly combat unit is attacked with melee before attack dice are rolled, the attacker suffers plus one automatic hits. And if they're a roller unit, it's four automatic hits. So the question we had, I believe you weren't on this uh, you weren't uh, available for this show, was that uh, would the unit, if they lost a rank from being hit by this, lose the attacks for that attack? And my understanding was they wouldn't because they've already selected their attack when they get hit. Um, I think you're correct. Um the only, yeah, thing, the only thing with this one is that I feel that I don't know why it would ha- if that was the case I don't know why it would specify before attack dice are rolled. Yeah, because why would it matter right? like, before it, or after? Because it, yeah, if it didn't matter and if it was it would be, if everything was going to stay the same, it, you could just do it after. It wouldn't it wouldn't make a difference. Can you is this a tactic card or an ability that we're talking about? <clears throat> it's a tactic it's a card tactic for. Card. Uh, the new Stannis. Uh, Azora Ahai. It uh, it's Azora Ahai. I'm, I'm looking for it. Just You can read it, yeah, but I, I want to look at it. I'm sorry. Go ahead, but yeah. Yeah, it's uh, when a friendly combat unit is attacked with melee before attack dice are rolled, the attacker suffers D3 plus 1 automatic hits. If the defender is a ruler unit, the attacker suffers 4 automatic hits instead of rolling. Oh, 
Okay, yeah, I would think that um, before attack dice are rolled. Yeah, I would think that that would, uh, um, if it if it knocked their rank down, it would modify the amount of dice that they were. So throwing. maybe maybe here's how it works with your example of Mance Raider. Maybe if the attack has already been rolled at least one set of die, nothing changes from that point on. And obviously, it would be nice to see this in writing, but maybe it's once something is rolled, then it can't be changed after that. Because that's not the only yeah, time you, in the game that that's the case. You could be correct. Well, but we might actually, we are, we might want to take a question such as this to the uh, to the Simon forums and get some clarification on the uh, on the Rose Knights and on that Stannis card, just to be certain. I don't want our viewers or our listeners rather misled. Yeah, just take this as as it being the gospel and 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 play it, and then be, end up being wrong. Um, I'm not positive on this now, actually, so um, we should definitely take it to the Simon forum and try to get a ruling on it. It uh, it's funny because yeah. when David first mentioned to Jose and I, Jose and I were like, "Well, it never comes up, so we probably won't have to worry about it." And that weekend at our tournament, <laughs> it came up in Jose and I's game, and we're like, "Dang it, <laughs> we're going with what we've always done." <laughs> Whatever the rolling ends up being, the uh, Perseverance and Valor also has before dice are rolled. So uh, I'm sure whatever the rolling is, it'll apply to both of these effects that we're talking about. So, I mean, personally, I'm fine with either result. Uh, that's just um, how I had uh, interpreted it after hearing um, Michael Schnall's uh, example of i believe it was yeah the man's raider uh it just had been so long i forgot where it came from um yeah so definitely um wait really 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 quick i did want to add one thing um because uh oh never mind i I just read something never mind don't worry about it we're good nope no, I was thinking separate charge. I was thinking separate charge would be another example, but separate charge reads um, that it's res- uh, before they resolve their charge attack. Yeah, it's uh, yeah that one is, so is there, uh, after they successfully charged. Yeah. But um, all right, and then uh, is there anything else anyone wanted to add to, uh, to these guys? Any combos? Any cool like? Uh, lists or anything? I can tell you that um, I've I've shared this other places, but I when I played against them on TTS, I actually took six wounds in one round from their passive ability. So when I charged him, he called the Stag Knight's order and that was a wound there. Uh, I charged him with my first activation of that round, so he grabbed swords. He did a wound there. Then I grabbed letters he grabbed the money bags and did. He grabbed the money bags with uh, um, Marjorie and did two wounds there. That's four. And then um, he activated and played Stag's Resilience and healed a wound and did a wound to me there. And then when he attacked, he healed a wound and did a wound to me. So I charged him with followers <laughs> of bones and knocked him down to maybe three guys, but. By the end of the round, he was back up to like eight or nine, and I was pretty much dead. So it was, it was interesting. So something to consider, and that and and uh, that's considering he failed his panic test because I had the weeper in the followers of bone. Now, had he passed the panic test, 
it would have been seven, which is crazy to think about that much like passive damage happening. But uh, it's I don't think that's it'll really be that uncommon. That's not something that's it's not like a crazy ridiculous like that scenario would never ever happen again. Like it's pretty easy to have that happen actually. So um, and it's not just seven auto wounds; it's seven heals too. So it's fourteen yeah. more difference, but basically. Yeah, it was rough. It was rough. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm not super experienced with three folks. So, um, yeah, I think I gave the followers of Bone too much credit kind of sending them in there on their own. But uh, I think if you're going <laughs> to do something like that and get stuck with them, you better have a really good plan to wipe them out because uh, they're kind of similar to the faith militant. They can just revive and beat the crap out of you. So. Yep. Yeah, so I would uh anyone, I would uh, say their weakness though is definitely their morale. Like six is good, but it you can easily get through it. Definitely. It's that's something I've brought up in another instance either. I think I think it was when we were talking about Flademen and someone said, Well Flademen have really no weakness and I said a morale six, while it's, you know, slightly above average, uh, it's not super, super good, so it being just average makes it their weakness. So that's how you can push through the Rose Knights, definitely, is, is starting to pick on them with their morale. Yep. There's always something out there that's modifying it, morale in some way. Yeah, if it's not a strength, it's a weakness. That's that's how I look at it. Well, in that case, yep. uh, once you break them down to two ranks, they lose a term. Like, that's also pretty big. Three dice on one rank is a pain. So that's uh, yeah. something to keep in mind, too. You can you can weather an attack that's only five dice, minus the auto wounds, but we don't count those. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that, that's what was adding up, that he did more damage to the followers with auto wounds than he did with their attacks. Yeah, that's such a pain, too, because that means no matter what happens, you will always take a panic test when they attack you unless they lose their abilities. Um... I don't know. Because um, it doesn't auto-wound every time they attack. Oh, well, no, I take that back. They heal every time they attack, so if they're at full health, you will not. But if they're... Well, but I, but the auto-wound isn't coming from the attack, so I think... It's oh, you're right, you're right. It's not part of the attack. attack. Yeah, you would still be okay. Yeah. Unlike Steyr, who's, you know, still real broken, uh, he will cause a mandatory uh, panic test, unless you have Joffrey, which I don't know why you would. Now, one thing that would uh, really helps this unit is uh, because, you know, they have that three-up uh, armor and just uh, barely above uh, average morale, um, throwing vulnerables on these guys is really bad for them. Uh, so the fact that Renly is the commander uh, or, like, the sub-faction that can really heal tokens uh, definitely helps these guys. So keep that in mind if you're running a lot of these guys. Being able to heal a bunch of uh, vulnerables that are tossed out or uh, just anything like that, uh, will def or panic tokens even, uh, will help these guys survive uh, quite a bit longer. Um, weakened, I don't think, really hurts these guys as much for the fact that uh, a good chunk of their damage is coming through in the form of the auto wounds and the healing, just the attrition. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a weakened token. It's doing something, but it doesn't really affect them the way it affects a lot of other units out there. So it's really the vulnerable and the panicked, but still, uh, Loris and Renly, um, 
can just steal a ton of tokens and then they already, you know, it's considered, you know, the worst card in the deck, but, you know, Baratheons still have uh, Stag's Wit. Is that it? Or Stag's Resilience. I always get the two mixed Wit. up. But when they, yeah, Wit. Uh, they heal tokens, so Stag's Wit uh, will definitely help these guys out, give that card a little bit more of a use, like usage. Um, but yeah, uh, I think these guys are a very strong seven-point unit, and uh, you know, definitely uh, they look awesome. I can't wait to see like what the models look like, but the image looks awesome. I agree. Um, next up, uh, our last unit to talk about is the Relore Faithful. Um, these guys, I was super, super excited for right off the bat. The more I look at them, uh, the less I like them. Um, but I still think that they're pretty awesome. I think the only problem I have with them, which I'm, I have uh, a feeling it's going to be, uh, I don't know if you, fixed is the right word, uh, something Addressed. that will, yeah, it's something that I'm sure is already in the works or is already going to be coming out. When they come out with the next uh, faithful uh, or the next roar unit um, with like the, the loyalty and the name, uh, I think it's going to have a champion of the faith like attachment with a when you activate make a panic test um, or morale test. It, I think it could be either or to be totally honest because Stannis has a card his new Stannis has a card that makes your unit not take a morale test it makes them make a panic test um, and then they get a bonus uh, if you pass so I could see a an attachment that will, when they activate, make a panic test, and that will give them their tokens uh, right off the bat. Uh, but that's the weakness I see right. That's the only weakness I see right now, and the only real problem I have with the unit. Uh, otherwise, I think the unit is amazing. I just it sucks that you might have to get attacked uh, twice before triggering your effect, and with a five up uh armor save it's definitely you know two attacks from a certain unit could mean you're dead uh not usually but um but it's definitely possible especially if one was the charge and it was you know a, a very offensive unit so that's i guess my only gripe with uh, the unit as it is is the fact that you have no way to throw your tokens on uh for the very first fight like uh, the way you can with um, Poor Fellows and uh, the, uh, what are they called? The uh, Warrior Sons, uh, because they can take Champion of the Faith to trigger right when they activate. So um, I'm not sure what the effect would do, but I'm sure they'll get some sort of an attachment that will allow them to uh, pile on their tokens before they uh, see combat. What do you think, Jose? I know you're our other uh, Stannis uh, loyalty. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I like them. I definitely, I you know, I hate to say it, but I think I like the Rose Knights a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, I mean, I like them. I just, they're going to be tough to use. Um, I think you're going to, I think you're going to have to run two of them. I don't think you can do anything with just one of them. I think you're going to need two of these units in an army to make them effective, but that's just my theory. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I, I agree. I think they, they – I would like to see them have some kind of attachment where they're taking checks like uh, like the faithful guys. Like the, I can't think of their actual name. Warrior um, Sons, champion of the Warrior faith. Warrior Sons, yeah. They need something like that to make them as effective as they um, – to like their match potential, like like Dave said. But I, I think um, – I mean, we'll see. We'll see how I end up doing. Um, I definitely don't like their five-up morale. I mean, not morale, um, defense, because that's the same problem. Like, uh, they're they're kind of like also like a weak link, right? Like, so the other units are like more sturdy, um, you know, whatever. But like for whatever reason, Stannis' side seems like they're not as defensive, right? So Renly is like defense and healing, and Stannis is just like just like panics, and that's really about it. So it's more it's offensive. Yeah, offensive and, and panics and stuff, but it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to use them. Um, and I think, like I said, I think you need two of them to make them effective. I mean, what do you guys think? You guys think, I mean, you really can't point anything off of one of these, right? Uh, you At can if you're going to run. You can uh, run just one if you're going to also run uh, uh, either Axel uh, to make someone else, else a roller unit or Stannis. Uh, the one true king who makes his own unit a ruler unit, and then you can run uh, the the mother and daughter. I I keep forgetting their names. Uh, if you um, run them, Shireen and um, I can't think of her name. Celise, like Brett. Shireen and and Celise, yeah. Uh, if you run them, you can make another unit ruler. So. I think if you're running those tools, you can run just one of these if you needed to. Um, but, yeah, in a lot of cases, you're probably going to want to run two of these. Um, but like I said, really the only problem with them at the moment is that they have no way to automatically get their token off the bat. Uh, but, I don't know, I have a feeling that after they changed uh, Warriors or the Champion of the Face so that Warrior Sons and Poor Fellows could have their tokens right off the bat, uh, that these guys are probably going to get the same treatment. What the ability does is unknown, and I couldn't even begin to guess. Uh, but I, don't know, I have a feeling that the, that one problem I have with them will probably be fixed. I also think with these units, with, with this unit, is that um, they're going to be like obviously they're, they're geared for like a damage dealer. So like I feel like if you're running them, I think you're going to want to run five units. Um, and I, cause I think you don't, you really don't want to be out activated with you guys. Um, cause they're really not meant to take a hit. I mean, even one of their abilities is like when destroyed. So like, you're not really meant to take a hit. Um, and I think, I think your best bet to use them, is going to be, um, like flanking. That's probably going to be where they're going to shine. I think is the flanking, but yeah. It's hard to flank with a unit yeah. that costs seven points because, and that only has an average movement because you're almost certainly never going to outnumber your opponent, and so it's going to be a lot of unless there's like range units and cavalry swinging around, uh, it's a lot of one-on-one engagements trying to see who gets the upper hand first, and then flanking starts happening. Obviously, it's or not even, forever. But. Yeah, I mean, or, or even even if you just tie something like you have them attack a unit that's tied up with another unit, like if they're already fighting wardens, like bring them in afterwards or something. They're like, they're like almost like a, like a cleanup crew. I feel like, you know, like counter charge unit. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's probably their best. No, uh, I, Oh, sorry. You go ahead. 
I was going to say another thing to keep in mind with these guys, the uh, second part when a unit is destroyed uh, and then they can make another uh, roller unit within long, get a free attack. Keep that in mind. Uh, this is similar to the effect of the Storm Crows when you take the money bag. You can only do this so many times, especially if your deck already has four cards that trigger when a unit dies. Um, or no, you know what? This isn't an order of taxes card. So you can do both. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that is... Uh, and that would be pretty devastating. A free attack on two fronts, just straight to your face for killing a unit, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, granted, keep in mind, I believe, uh, because it's one other unit, uh, you won't be able to attack twice with, with the same unit, but you, no, you no, could no. get two free attacks with this and then with, uh, like, Last Stand. Um, You'll just have to be um, proactive about it and ensure that you keep a token on that unit when you know it's about to die, which... Unfortunately, with a five-up armor save, could be literally any time. Well, and that's the other thing. Like, if you want to trigger that when you are destroyed, free attack, you would have to uh, get attacked once, get the token, save the token, get attacked again, then get another token, and then you know you'd have to. If you don't have a way to get these tokens uh, from the get-go. I mean, the chances of you really making use of this ability, like, a lot, is pretty slim uh, with their 5-up uh, uh, defense. Granted, the 4-up morale does add a lot to their survivability. Uh, they have the same survivability as Berserkers, and if you can dish out enough damage, uh, I know from lots of experience, if you have a very offensive unit and you can crush your opponent down to not attacking with many dice, uh, you can make a five-up or five-up defense support morale last a long time, especially with spliced in with a little healing. Granted, you can't really do that much with Stannis, but you, know, you mm -hmm. can still take the the money bag. You could take Tycho. Um, you you know you have ways, but uh, Stag's resilience. So you have ways to heal, but uh, just something to keep in mind. Um, what do you think, uh, Brett? Oh, yeah, go ahead, uh, Justin. I know you are about to say something before. I would say anyone playing against this unit, wow. never target them with a the crown if that wasn't painfully obvious. Don't give them an easy reason to get panic tokens. I would certainly avoid <laughs> trying to give them panic tokens at any cost. Um, only attack them with really powerful attacks that you know you can like follow up. If you've got a unit that's almost dead engaged with them uh, and they don't have any tokens on them um, and you only have like three or four dice, I think there's a lot of situations that I probably wouldn't attack if I couldn't guarantee or have a good chance of killing them. Yep. I was, I was also um, going to mention really quick, too, that I think that um, a lot of those attachments that Stannis has where it's like if they're down to one rank, they count as having two ranks. Um, I think those are going to come in handy for this unit, too. Sure, definitely. Yeah, once we see a couple more, like, Rolore units, because right now, since this is the only uh, one that is reliably Rolore all the time, uh, you know, it's uh, it's definitely harder for to trigger uh, those three uh, attachments with the true, true loyalist uh, ability. Um, but uh, we actually have a caller. I'm going to let him on here. It's uh, number 6290. Um, go ahead. 
No problem. I thank you for calling back. Uh, so, uh, what do you think so far? Any uh, anything uh, in particular? Uh, I think what you had pretty much just said about the ways to sort of mitigate the poor defensive phase of the stakeholder is a, is a good point. Because there are a few little tricks and tools here and there, and people like. I mean, I didn't really want to buy a unit of cutthroat for Spanish. People are like, you got to try cutthroat. And so I did. And then the process of converting them into like a different example out because it was going to be super fanatic and no idea of the unit. But anyway, uh, using them in the game, they, they, they are pretty useful. I mean, yeah, the five plus, their morale is significantly worse than the baseball. They are cheaper if you take that into account. But they did generally more work for me than the Sentinels did, which I mentioned before was that I was on. I'm not a huge fan of the Sentinels because I just think they're kind of boring. They just, uh, they're not bad, but they're, uh, they're just not that fun to play, and they're kind of a weird unit within the, the original starter deck and the tactics cards. They were like the one unit that wanted to be countercharging and they weren't super defensive and the morale was kind of bad and they just had no fun rules to play with. Whereas these guys somewhat fanatic replacements in a way for the Sentinels. So I could see running them as a one-off unit in certain lists without the two, but I think what Chris said about running two is always going to be better. But looking at Axel's cards, uh, all three of his, you know, six, I guess, to copy these, all three of them work really well with the war faithful. They're all they're all ways to drop more tokens, and you know, dropping that weekend token for fiery resolve. Uh, you know, then there's the other rollers, the Lord's wrath, uh, gives them thundering plus two on the attack, and so the combination of dropping more tokens on the enemy and also hitting them hard, like you guys mentioned, like it's the offense and the best defense. You might be able to drop enemies down fast with all these panic sets, and then their tokens are on them, and you're only throwing out tokens. So they might be weakened, and they'll be panicked, and then they might be down to two ranks, maybe even one rank. And so people with the five-plus saves, what they're coming at you now with a rank, maybe two, with a weekend token, you know, I, I think you can write a lot of Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, uh, one thing to keep in mind with Axel, though, uh, uh, is uh, I like him a lot. He's actually, like, right – if I were to rank all the um, Stannis commanders in particular, the five uh, options, uh, he's, like, right in the middle for me. But uh, just keep in mind, like, because he's not a field commander, you will lose out on, like, those bonuses. But yeah, I actually think uh, Axel does the whole reward um, aspect better than – the new Stannis does. That actually makes sense in the the books a little bit because Stannis wavers in his faith uh, throughout like his journey and stuff. Axel Florence just a crazy person, just a really creepy crazy <laughs> person. He he's like completely loyal, and he's creepy. Yeah, I I think the faithful are, are better than people than people think that they are. Um, I think the 
main way of doing reliable damage in this current meta is panic. Um, I think the fact that, for example, an army like Free Folk has become a panicking army and they're good at it and they're scary, um, I think Baratheons could do the same thing, and I think these guys would be really good at it. Um, you've got, basically, after they're attacked, you've got almost what's like a Lannister supremacy, and then they have Vicious on their attacks, and I like a 5-plus defense with a 4-plus morale better than I like 4-plus defense, 6-plus uh, morale, personally. Um, it just seems like they survive better. And from my experience, I take more damage generally from the failed panic test than I do from failing defensive saves all the time. So they're not quite immune to morale damage, but they're pretty damn close. So, yeah, I really like them. I think, I think they're not as up-in-your-face good as Rose Knights. Uh, maybe they're not even quite as good, but I think once you build up some synergies and figure out how to use them, I think they'll be an incredible unit. Yeah, I think it's just a panic in general, uh, which is something alluded to last uh, episode. The Stannis is kind of a finesse army. It, it, it's not uh, an in-your-face, grind-away kind of, you know, which is what we kind of thought we were getting for Baratheon. And then we kind of took the torch and ran with it on that theme of you know, the long game, healing and defense and Stannis is kind of just like his army thematically is, is split in terms of gameplay performance between having the sort of attrition and also doing the damage output with having less of the defensive tools that, that Renly has. Uh, so finesse is kind of the name of the game, and I think those of us, you know, you guys have a lot more games under your belt than, than I do collectively, but, uh, you know, finesse is always kind of the, the name of the game with him. It's just like you really do kind of have to mull over your decisions. And this is a standing joke with, you know, the Facebook group. Anytime someone was complaining about Stannis being kind of, you know, an uphill battle, I said, well, that's kind of what you signed up for, like being a Stannis fan. Like, if you're not miserable half the time, you're not really Stannising hard enough. <laughs> Just got to Stannis harder, you're saying, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you don't support this character like you, you don't you don't support Stannis or play Stannis because it's like necessarily the top competitive option. You do it because you believe in the character, and if you're like stressed out and miserable while playing him, that's welcome to the character of Stannis. <laughs> it's funny you say that because that's how I feel playing the Boltons, and that's the same thing. <laughs> is, the, is the Bolton play style like just makes you miserable while you're playing it? <laughs> Uh, it's very glass cannon, but you know they're pretty evil people, so I feel like it fits the bill. <laughs> right, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be comfortable doing what you're doing. <laughs> I never do. I'm always like, this is a bad idea. Right, and there's also a fun swing back to that though, where it's like when Santa's stuff goes poorly, you're like, yeah, okay, I kind of expected that. You know, I'm still upset. And then when things go well, you're like, it's like the the highs and the lows are. Just like the character, when he's up, when he's high, when he's up, he's up, and when he's down, it's like he's really miserable. And that's kind of how the gameplay with him kind of goes that I found. But with the uh, with the Relore Faithful edition, um, which you know I can't wait to see what the models look like. You know, to your point about uh, Rose Knights, but um, we were talking about Melisandre earlier, and you know she could be just powerful in and of herself, but like attached. With Rolor Faithful, 
be in the uh, in the absence of another attachment yet. We championed the Fulton Slayer in the uh, in the role of faithful, and I'm assuming with Melisandre, if you can you, you can make the enemy uh, you know throw a panic test on the enemy they're engaged with, and potentially um, heal up from that, and then do it again with the crown, couldn't you? Uh, with the yeah, player, yeah. Uh, Go ahead, Dave. I was going to say, yeah, you could uh, definitely uh, hit him twice. And then uh, uh, that's, I think, kind of what I was mentioning. Like, this, if you run Roos uh, NCU commander, uh, I mean, he himself dishes out two panic tokens. Uh, you know, Justin was saying that you're going to need those for his cards, so you definitely have to keep that in mind. Um, but, you know, the power of having a panic token on a unit that you're using Mel on is, you know, making sure that your five-point investment really shines through. Um, I mean, if you can ensure a panic token on the unit every round because of Roos, then, you know, chances are you're going to get six to seven wounds every single round uh, with that combo, at least, you know, as long as they're not, like, a really good morale unit. Um, But even if they are a really good morale unit, your chances are still pretty decent. And uh, it's a good point. And, and, like, I'm kind of even more specifically kind of homing in on the healing factor here to your unit with a player in the real world faithful. Yeah, so you're going to be reliably healing a lot. Yeah, personally, the player is the number one option for me uh, to have in the unit. And... And I was wondering, like, I'm assuming if, when an enemy you're engaged with fails a panic test, you regain two wounds, correct? Yep. So if you have a unit that's engaged with Roller Faithful and you have Melisandra, she's a good surefire way to kind of initiate a, a panic test on the enemy just from literally activating, and then there's a crown zone on top of that. So Oh yeah. Yeah, you could you yeah. could hurt them tremendously while healing four wounds if both go off. Like it's it's amazing. Like you could even dish that unit if there was like the last unit left. You could dish your unit three wounds and then heal them plus one back and do up to eleven wounds to your opponent just for activating an NCU. Perfect case though. Sure. I mean, you're still dealing your wounds before they retain them, correct? So, like, you still have to have enough wounds to not kill yourself. Sure, yeah. Uh, Correct, yeah. If you were to do the wounds to you. Um, I guess, also, with that being said, you could Melisandre, panic test, heal, and then take the free attack, and then attack with them on the person, which would also do a panic test, but at minus two, so that's actually potentially a better idea. Oh, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, it's expensive. We're talking we're talking an eight-point unit and a five-point NCU, but hey. You know. Oh, but they're great. is worth every penny. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I put her in a couple of lists I was playing around with. It was like, you know, try to, you know, take an attachment away at one point just to, like, add a one-point to a four-point NCU and turn it into a Melisandre. But, yeah, I'll try this out because you're kind of getting – 
you're getting that you know it's that activation for the one character, but you're kind of getting like it's almost like acting as a shadow unit almost as far as damage output goes. Well, Melisandre, yeah, she's an unkillable unit, <laughs> unless you have Jockin. Almost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost but that's not the easiest thing to pull off. She'll at least survive one or two turns, right? <laughs> well, if you have to kill the unit, I mean, unless you're dealing the damage to the unit, uh, I mean, hopefully she's living until turn four. <laughs> well, you know, worst case scenario, Dothraki come in and wreck your face. I don't know. <laughs> They're fast. No, in a team tournament, that'd actually be a pretty funny combo to be uh, Baratheon Starks and then have Mel and your Stark player have uh, Jacken on their unit. You just Mel bomb their unit with Jacken in it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so annoyed. <laughs> I'm like, I'm done with this game. <laughs> oh, that's a nice NCU. It's too bad he's gone by turn three. Bye, Walder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I think that about wraps up uh, everything um, with the show. Uh, thank Wait, you again for say. calling in. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You mentioned that the Rose Knights have great artwork and you're excited to see what they look like. I do not like the artwork for Rillo's Faithful. Hopefully they look great, though. I just wanted to throw it out there. They look a little derpy. I kind of liked them. I liked how they're kind of roguish, like a rogue I hate, looking. Uh, I hate the little leather hoods. It makes them look like little peasants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when well, I, I see them, I just like think it. of like rogues from uh, from uh, like D&D or something. Yeah, I guess. Brett, me and you don't like each other, so that doesn't matter. But, but they have no one likes Brett, so it's okay. Not even that's at a minimum 50% untrue. <laughs> well, which 50%? I definitely like you, so... Ah, damn it. Not if I buy you nachos. Oh, never again. Never, <laughs> ever, ever again. Um... But yeah, thank you, uh, thank you again for calling in. You know, it's awesome to have guests on and, you know, kind of get some outside, uh, you know, people like kind of giving their two cents and, you know, that way it's not just always this, you know, us talking, you know, over and over, uh, and get some new ideas and stuff out there. So I was just trying to yeah. promote more coffee, you know, because it's, it's like I, the ones I've listened to, it's been like, you know, maybe I'll call or kind of. Like, so I'm just trying to get people, maybe, I don't know, maybe they comfortable to call in and kind of, like, start that. Because I'm sure there are a lot of more people listening. Yeah, that's definitely true. And then uh, we definitely get some callers, but they only stay on for, like, a few minutes. And if we're, like, in a rant, uh, you know, I, you know, can't get to them fast enough before they drop out. Uh, and uh I'm sure, uh, you know, they're still listening. They just, you know, they call in and, you know, they're on essentially like on a hold and, you know, they just uh, drop back out. But, yeah, we definitely have a a good amount of people listening in. Um, It's just like you're saying, some might just not want to talk. Some, you know, might uh, not be like sure if they, uh, you know, what to say or whatnot, but uh, yeah, anyone listening, definitely call in. 
I'm more than happy to have you on. And if you hear us like in like a rant or like on a tangent, just know that if I see you on there, um, I'll definitely try to like have you jump in. Uh, before we try to wait to have callers to the end, but I realize that you know not everyone stays to the end, and not everyone you know uh, uh, has that time. Uh, so that's why you know, I'll take the callers whenever we can uh, to talk about you know whatever we've kind of already gone over. But yeah, thank you again. Uh, hopefully uh, we can get uh, a bunch more people all calling in. Um, but uh, and. I enjoy the show a lot, and I appreciate the opportunity to kind of uh, you know, be a participant. So, so thanks again for having me on. Yeah, no problem. All right, thank you. All right, take care, bro. Goodbye. All right, so um, any last things anyone wanted to add? Any, like, cool combos? And this is from the aspect of the entire faction. Uh, any lists, uh, any anything uh, between any of the the new units, um, new uh, hero boxes, anything? Oh, uh, there Jose, was something I, I you got talking about. Oh, no, I mentioned it no. earlier. <laughs> no, I was going to say that, um, <clears throat> I don't know, as far as the new stuff, I mean, I have some lists made up, but until I really get like to try them, uh, I'm not too sure about them and what will be effective. Um, you know, right now, all I really have right now for the, my army is just the, I have three wardens, one sentinel and one stag knight. Um, so I don't really, I just a lot of the basic stuff. So really until we get this whole thing going, I mean, other than what we've talked about already, like just those ideas and sprouting those around. I don't think I have a whole lot. I will say this, my my mock list I'm making, though, with everything, um, I don't know. I mean, just because there's so many different good MCUs, like I, a lot of my lists are, like, pulling me towards three MCUs and more of, like, an elite-style army with, like, attachments and stuff. Um, so that'll be interesting because, as you guys know, I'm, I, don't, I don't like having only four units. Um so we'll see how that goes. I mean, not all of them are like that, but some of them. Um, so, yeah, I'm just – I'm curious how this is all going to play out. Uh, I really want to get all this on the table, you know, once all this whole thing – this uh, stay-at-home thing blows over, and then I can really kind of dig into all these different little theories I have. Yeah, agreed. I uh, We're at the point where the two hero boxes – have added so much, but I feel like in particular Stannis still has a bunch that needs to come out. Um, for mm-hmm. example, something that something that ties in with the the attachments for their true loyalists. Uh, something that ties in with them to really make them shine at two points each, uh, and then yeah, like something that doesn't lore. degrade until it's at its last rank, maybe. Yeah, and. Or, you know, in that, and they have to be in a R'hllor unit to, for it to even matter. Um, or not a R'hllor, a, uh, a loyalty unit. So, yeah, essentially yeah. a R'hllor unit. Because um, I believe they have the... Uh, mm, attachments make the, a unit loyalty. Right? So it would do an they? attachment that's loyal to Stannis, shouldn't that transfer its loyalty to that unit? Or else why oh, even... Yeah, you know, 
Let me see. Hold on. Well, because then they wouldn't. I mean, they if that was the case, the card themselves wouldn't have to say anything, because they themselves are the loyalty. So the true loyalists wouldn't need to even say it. It would just already oh, be doesn't implied. Doesn't a unit? Doesn't a unit with an attachment technically have the abilities that like the attachment has? So they're all a big unit, the attachment and the actual troops. So they have all the abilities. Well, except for um, what should we call it? The uh, all the loyalties are on the other side of the card, so it's not a quote-unquote ability. Whereas, like a yeah. um, um, Axel, I believe uh, is it Axel. One of the NCUs is actually listed under his abilities rather than um, under uh, on the other side of the card. Okay, um, so so with that, don't. Does the faithful have the loyalty to Stannis on which side of the card? Uh, let me check. Because uh, if it has it on the front side of the card where the name is, then shouldn't loyalty transfer from attachment to unit? They do have it on the back, actually. Loyalty Stannis Baratheon. Back, like not where their attacks and stuff are, where their description is? Right, in the back yeah. where the point cost is. Okay, so... I think, and maybe I'm wrong, obviously I could be wrong, uh, that attachments may transfer their loyalties over. Yeah, but the thing, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the thing says uh, unit, and so an NCU is a non-combat unit, and a unit's a unit, but an attachment is not a unit, and I don't know if they would necessarily transfer. Uh, well, I like I said, I, I could be wrong, it, but... I think if it had it in the front part, like under the abilities, it would. But I don't know if it's in the back. I'm not too sure about it. I think it's, just, it's, it's the way it's worded also. It well, says, if attached to a unit with loyalty. So that's that. That's the thing, I guess, that uh, I was trying to point out with the Relors Faithful. They don't technically have that loyalty ability. It's on the front of the card. It's not an actual ability. No, it's on the back. Well, it doesn't say loyalty ability. It just says attached to a unit with loyalty. Yeah, so, I think I think it's an argument to be had. Something that we should probably get an answer for. I guess that what I'm trying to get at, though, is because, let's say, for Andrew Estermont has true loyalists, it says if attached to a unit with loyalty, well, he himself has Stannis Baratheon loyalty, so you wouldn't even need to add that part in there. You would just it would automatically work with itself. Yeah, okay. So, that's, that's true. Maybe that's the point. Um, so, uh, yeah, just to kind of wrap things up, I kind of, I just hope that uh, Stannis, you know, rounds itself out because it has so many awesome pieces going for it. Uh, it just needs a couple small more things. I, get, I mean, really, uh, one more uh, Rolor unit with a Rolor attachment that allows them to get their tokens um uh, off the, when they activate uh, would help and would help uh, these guys as well because it would give them another uh, um, Stannis loyalty uh, unit to uh, possibly combo with. So, um, But uh, we're going to kind of wrap up there. Again, remember to, uh, you know, like uh, the show, um, you know, share the page out. Uh, that's definitely the best way to help us out uh, and grow. Uh, we're only about 60 likes or so away from giving away uh, the starter set uh, or two unit boxes and an additional unit box. Um, so definitely uh, 
you know, share it out just for that if you guys, you know, want a chance to win all that. Um, definitely check out uh, the Tabletop Simulator. Um, we have it on our uh, uh, How to Do All That. Um, I'm definitely going to start to uh, probably download it and do all that stuff today. Uh, I already have the Tabletop Simulator uh, itself. I'm going to get the Ice and Fire uh, patch in particular. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you guys all for listening. Thank you to my uh, co-host for coming on and, you know, helping us uh, make the show what it is. Uh, and just, you know, keep uh, – we're going to possibly do more uh, some more bonus episodes in the future. Uh just depends on when uh, we're kind of free. But with everything going on, it might be a little bit easier for now. Uh, so we'll definitely uh, keep you guys updated on that. Um, thank you again for all your support, and this is the Small Council, and it is dismissed. <laughs>